guys, welcome back to the Retort Podcast. We hope you've been having a wonderful week, a short week. Um, it's been, uh, we have Friday and Thursday off and for Easter. Well, they can't say it's for Easter, right? Because it's a religious thing. Yeah. So it's a mini spring break. But this weekend is Easter. I really wish they would make it so that uh, it would be Friday and Monday yeah. off. That would be very nice because Easter is on Sunday. Yep. So if you... Uh, don't live in Billings or you live farther away, you have to travel home on Easter Sunday. So that kind of sucks. That's what I'm going to have to do. Uh, today I'm leaving for SCOBY uh, around four and that's like a five and a half hour drive. Okay. So I hope the roads are not too terrible. <laughs> yeah. Especially after snowstorm. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't even get me started on the snowstorm. It is crazy. I, I woke up and there was like a foot of snow and I went out cause my mom just got me these flowers. There's like this pot of flowers and um from costco and they're supposed to be frost resistant yep. but i don't really know about blizzard resistant oh, yeah. <laughs> so i like went outside and i grabbed them and shook all the snow off of them and put them in my kitchen and that's where they've been i'm scared to put them back outside but they're getting all wilty because they need sunlight yeah. so they're gonna have to tough it out how's your week been uh, pretty productive honestly yeah i feel like my week's been go 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 you yep. know yeah no stop i uh started a job at planet fitness oh it's the easiest job ever it's so nice all you do is stand there and say hi to people and uh clean stuff Hmm. so it's really easy we actually just redid our studio a little bit uh, a little bit of an upgrade it's weird sitting so close to you i feel like like, we're, we're right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan and I are actually sitting at the same table. Usually, I would sit at the table on one side of the room, and he would sit on the couch, and we'd record. Yep. This feels more formal. It feels more like a podcast, I think, than the way we had it before. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now the couch can be a place to lounge. And we got a desk, and we put up this honeycomb, like, uh, sound-absorbing stuff so that it hopefully, like, the sound quality is a little bit better, I doubt you'd be able to notice but um it looks really nice in here and uh we're not even close to done yet we have a lot more stuff coming in the mail so this office is gonna be awesome by the time we're out of here yeah for sure um so i was i was waiting to tell you this until we started recording but we actually had our first hate message oh and no okay so i was at work and um i check my phone and i see on the little on my home screen there's a banner, yep. and it says, uh, from this girl, I think it was a girl, and it says something like, I just wanted to let you know that your podcast, you have the worst podcast ever, it's absolutely horrible, and uh, I went to go look at it, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure she deleted it before I could look at the whole message, yeah. because I, I can't find it anywhere, huh. not on my, uh, it was on Facebook Messenger, oh. not on my uh personal facebook or on the retort facebook oh. so i could not find the message i couldn't read the rest of it but i wanted to read the rest of it so bad Dang. like <laughs> can you imagine listening to this podcast and getting so mad you have to message me personally just to tell me how much you don't like it yeah like the wonderful thing about podcasts is you don't have to listen to them no like if you don't like it then click away like it's that simple i <laughs> we're it's not that deep bro we're just we're the p- official podcast for msub it's not like we're trying to be famous or anything we're just doing our jobs yeah basically yeah (laughs) i mean the more views the better obviously but we don't expect to go viral or anything oh yeah but i just thought that was funny uh someone you're out there if you're listening hi 
I saw part of your message. Um, it's nice that you deleted it before I could read the rest of it because it probably would have hurt my feelings, honestly. Oh. But uh, I wish I could have read the rest of it. Yeah, it would be nice, though. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up on uh, Google, and apparently on Messenger, within the first 10 minutes of sending a message, you can delete it. Uh-huh. So that the send the person you sent it to never sees it. Yep. So I'm 85% sure that's what happened. Because as soon as I got off work, I logged into our Facebook on my computer and I was searching for it because I wanted to read it. And yep. I wanted to read it on air because yep. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny. But um, if you're out there, I saw it. Sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Next time, don't listen. <laughs> that easy. So speaking of this snowstorm, did you hear about the old man? Uh, he was like 88 years old. And he has dementia, and he wandered off in the middle of the snowstorm. No, I didn't hear about it. Yeah, they found him, and he died. Ooh. It's really sad. They were looking for him. He disappeared on, like, Tuesday and just wandering around, and they had, like, footage from ring cameras mm-hmm. and uh, of him, like, just walking around. And he has dementia, so. And it was obviously very cold on Tuesday since, you know, we got dumped on. Yep. So... Yeah, they found him today, and he was unfortunately deceased, so it's very sad. What are your plans for the summer, Jordan? I don't know. Hopefully it work. You are you staying in Montana, or are you going to go back to uh, If I get hired with housing again, yeah, I'm going to stay in Montana. But okay. if, I, if I don't, then, then I'll pretty much go to Alaska to work on a salmon boat. On a what? Salmon boat. I got hired to work on a salmon boat. I heard you make big bucks doing that. Yeah. I heard like thirty, forty thousand $40,000 a summer. Oh, yeah. Because you're just out there 24-7 fishing. Yeah, and after reading it, kind of, I think that if you work the entire season, you get like a, you get like some kind of bonus. Dang. You'll be rolling in the dough. Yeah. That'll be nice. Dang, I think you should do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of working for housing, make, what, 10 bucks an hour? Basically. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's a sweet gig. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm planning on staying in Billings, um, working at planet fitness and then my internship mm-hmm. so i'll be pretty busy i'm also taking summer classes are you going to take summer classes uh i was supposed to but but i'm pretty sure my advisor kind of want me to wait, hold up on that yeah i have one class that and my internship that i need to take in the summer and summer classes are ridiculously expensive yeah. like for two classes it's like two grand oh yeah i'm like that is two thousand dollars for three credits mm-hmm. like or for six credits that's crazy but if I want to graduate early, that class needs to get taken in the summer. And I don't want to do my internship any longer than I have to because I've worked at the police department since November. Yeah. So I should have signed up for my internship this semester, but mm. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And that's on me. But, yeah. So I'm going to be a very, very busy girl, at least for the first half of summer because the second half I don't have any classes. So. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. Have a little break. And then I have my last semester ever at MSUB. Ooh. Isn't that bonkers? Yeah. I'll still walk. Are you... You're graduating next spring, right? Yeah. That's what if you just come up this upcoming fall, but have it changed to next spring. For sports? Yep, basically. Um. Yeah, I'll still walk in the spring. Yeah. I just won't participate in any spring classes, which will be very nice. A nice break. I'm just trying to hold on. <laughs> stay strong until yep. then because I'm all I'm so close to being done and it my motivation is pretty much in the toilet right now if oh. I'm being honest <laughs> but I feel like that's a common theme we talked about that last week yeah. like these end uh, ending weeks like I have my end of semester checklist written and I have like eight things left to do in the semester yeah so that's exciting 
but it's a lot of final projects, a lot of, I have two research papers, I have um, two presentations, and yeah, more. there's more, but it, yeah, I have a lot to do. What about you? I uh, pretty much got, got to do it. I know I got to make like two PowerPoints. It was supposed to, put, supposed to be three, but then, but not but since I was already doing a project for motor learning, I motor learning I decided to use that same project for my research in human performance, and which would be much more easier. So instead of like do, doing two different projects, just combine into one, and, and, and just make it like one big old huge PowerPoint. That's smart. I did that last year for two classes too. I had the same topic, so I just like transferred my notes from class to class. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice when it works out like that. Okay. So this week we thought we'd talk, get a little bit philosophical yep. on you guys. But first we have stories with Jordan. All right. So for this for this first story, have you ever heard about this Japanese guy, do nothing guy? I have not. Every time you ask me that, I never know what you're talking about. All you're right. like, have you heard about this? And I'm like, nope. All right. <laughs> I guess I'm living under a rock. All right. So so basically, this man basically charged people in Japan basically to do nothing with them honestly just to basically hang around with them like to be their friend yeah i mean pretty much just to like hang out with them as well go like if that person want to go like go grocery shopping but they don't be be by themselves so he's like a, a sugar baby somewhere in a sense <laughs> <laughs> so he like pimped himself out but like with friendship yeah basically <laughs> that's actually a smart business plan yeah and and this man is soji moriyamoto as as he is a Japanese do nothing guy, as he provides a curious service to lonely and social anxious people, as and has has been incredibly high demand since COVID nineteen pandemic, with more than thirty seven million residents, Jap- Japan's bustling capital can be daunting and a lonely place. Even the COVID nineteen pandemic, countless Tokyotis had difficulty navigating their social anxieties. While aware of the fact, Soji Morimoto ha- offered his services doing nothing at all. The 38-year-old has made a living by renting himself out to clients who do not want to be alone. Known as the Rento-san, Moto charges 10,000 yen, or which is $85 per session. And according to the Independent, he he's done it all from quietly accompanying, accompanying divorces to lunch with lunch to waving goodbye as clients clients boarded his boarded his bullet train. And I quote by him: "I offer myself for rent as a person who." Who does nothing? He tweeted in June 2018. It is difficult for you to enter a shop or on your own. Are you missing a player on your team? Do you need someone to keep a place for you? I can't do anything except easy things. While Morimoto in- initially offered his services for free, since he since completed more than 4,000 paid requests. A husband and a father, he maintains a dual-income household. He raises his son while while his enduring social media presence has made him a national sensation and even inspired books and television series just based off his experience. That's awesome. That's just that's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and while his work may not may, might suggest otherwise, Morimoto is an slouch. With a postgrad degree in physics from, from Osaka University, he tried long and hard to build a traditional career before his newfound job took over. However, after being consistently told by Soji lacked in- initiative, Soji realized that, that doing nothing could be a skill. I was told that I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't doing anything, so 
So this became a complex to me. He said, I decided to take advantage and make, make it into a business. According to the Washington Post, the self-made gig suits Morimoto rather well. S somewhat introvert and quiet when he isn't working, being paid to listen or accompany strangers on errands is easily and rewarding. He joins one or two clients per day in his signature blue baseball cap and a hoodie and learns a lot. I think when people are feeling vulnerable and are in intimate moments, they become more sense towards people closer to them, like how how they will perceive them or, or kind of actions will take out on them as well, said Morimoto. So I think I think they just want to reach out to a stranger without any strings attached. Japan and South Korea have spa services like this before. Many have paid a stranger to bring along to social gatherings as their plus one or pretend to have a dear friend when they don't even have one. One man even touts himself as ugly and rents himself out and makes clients look, look more handsome in, in comparison. Morimoto, however, doesn't... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yep. He made himself look more ugly so that his clients would look better? Yeah, he pretty much, he pretty much like touts, him, huh? touts himself as ugly. That is, what a G. Honestly, <laughs> like... God, just, what a cool person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, he's obviously charging for this but yeah. like i almost feel like he should definitely be charging for it like oh yeah it's quite the business he's got going yeah it's honestly pretty smart yeah marmoto however doesn't have a gimmick according to cbs news he, sh he turned down many requests to post nude or clean people's homes and only accepts as if when asked when divorcee akara siraki sirak yeah akara sirak wanted to eat at her favorite restaurant without drink thinking about her ex-husband she hired him to quietly join her. I felt like I was with someone, but at the same time, same time, I felt like I wasn't. Since he exists in a way where I didn't have to be attentive to his needs or think about him, she said, I felt no awkwardness or pressure to speak. It may have been the first time I've eaten in complete silence. That 45-minute lunch went swimmingly, swimmingly for both of them involved. She, she enjoyed her meal in presence of an impartial stranger while Morimoto was handsomely paid and fed as well. Shirari even showed, showed him photos of her wedding and told stories with Morimoto, responding briefly and chuckled with over a few words. Others, meanwhile, have a more se severe issues of issues to navigate. One client asked Morimoto to join him as he revisits the site of a, of a suicide attempt to process the trauma. Another needed a, needed company during during a hemorrhoid surgery consultant, while another requested someone to listen about a murder they had witnessed. Even if it looked normal and fine on the surface, they often have shocking shocking past secrets or impossible problems. He said, "People who come to me with crazy problems are usually not people who look like they're suffering. Everyone even has even the ones that seem well all have their own sets of problems and secrets." Since he first offered his service, Morimoto has tended to healthcare workers fatigued by the pandemic, cheer on clients at, at marathons, and wave people goodbye as they were best friends. Rather than judge the clients for their perceived weaknesses, he lends them company and learns something new every day. Um, I feel like a woman could never do that. <laughs> I feel like a woman would be murdered and sold, yep. or sold very quickly oh if yeah. she were to do that. But I'm not saying that doesn't happen to men. I feel like that would be a scary job. Oh, yeah. Like, just making friends with random strangers. Mm -hmm. I mean, every friend is a stranger at one point. Yeah. But uh, people are scary. So, I mean, as long as he's had no incidents, I guess that's that's a plus. But 
honestly, he saw he saw a uh, demand. Yep. And he. What is it? Supplied. Yep. He saw a demand and he supplied. Right yep. on. Yep, and this is what he looks like. Oh. Nothing he looks like a friendly guy. Yep, nothing too fancy. Nope. What a dude. Yep, what a guy. Alrighty. Let's get deep. Everybody, uh, open your mind. <laughs> Oh my god, I sound ridiculous, don't I? Okay, so, yeah, Jordan and I were thinking about, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, about, like, theories of the universe, yep. and, um, you know, the the big question, like, why are we here, what's our purpose, you know, everyone wants to know mm. that answer, and uh, uh, not to, if you believe in religion, uh, good for you, I'm not a very religious person, are you, Jordan? Um, somewhat. Somewhat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, everybody's entitled to their own beliefs, uh, so just keep an open mind, or, you know, if you, if you think of any of this as uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and pause, I guess, and stop listening, because we're going to talk about other theories besides, uh, religion. So, I can go first. Sure. And when I first heard this, uh, theory, it stuck with me, and I honestly think, it's what I believe, mm-hmm. almost. Um, it has to do with reincarnation, mm-hmm. which I'm a, I'm very open to the idea of reincarnation. I think it's, it's possible. I mean, anything's possible, right? I mean, right. we're just as likely to be reincarnated as we are to go to heaven or hell. Oh yeah. So it's, uh, and there's a lot of religions that do believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Hinduism, and then you're reincarnated until you reach. This uh, I I didn't re- research this so take what I say with a grain of salt but this is just what I remember from uh, class you're reincarnated until you reach Nirvana which is this just peace and then you can rest yep. but once your soul has to go through like certain trials mm-hmm. until you can do that so this theory it's by Andy Weir and it's called the Egg Theory and it's based off of this short story that I will now read you you were on your way home when you died it was a car accident. Nothing particularly remarkable, but fatal nonetheless. You left behind a wife and two children. It was a painless death. The EMTs tried their best to save you, but to no avail. Your body was so utterly shattered, you were better off. Trust me. And that's when you met me. What what happened? You asked. Where am I? You died, I said, matter-of-factly. No point in mincing the words. There was a, a truck, and it was skidding. I said, I, I died? Yep, but don't feel bad about it. Everyone dies, I said. You looked around. There was nothingness, just you and me. What is this place, you asked. Is this the afterlife? More or less, I said. Are you God, you asked. Yep, I replied, I'm God. My kids, my wife, you said. What about them? Will they be all right? That's what I like to see, I said. You just died and your main concern is for your family. That's good stuff right there. You looked at me with fascination. To you, I didn't look like God. I just looked like some man, or possibly a woman. Some vague authority figure, maybe. More of a grammar school teacher than the Almighty. Don't worry, I said. They'll be fine. Your kids will remember you 
as perfect in every way. They didn't have time to grow to contempt you. Grow, they didn't have time to grow contempt for you. Your wife will cry on the outside, but will secretly be relieved. To be fair, your marriage was falling apart. If it's any consolation, she'll feel very guilty for feeling relieved. Oh, you said. So what happens now? Do I go to heaven or hell or something? Neither, I said. You'll be reincarnated. Ah, you said. So the Hindus were right. All religions are right in their own way, I said. Walk with me. You followed along as we strode through the void. Where are we going? No in particular, I said. It's just nice to walk while we talk. So what's the point then, you asked. When I get reborn, I'll just be a blank slate, right? A baby. So all my experiences and everything I did in this life won't matter. Not so, I said. You have within you all the knowledge and experiences of all your past lives. You just don't remember them right now. I stopped walking and took you by the shoulders. Your soul is more magnificent, beautiful, and gigantic than you can possibly imagine. A human mind can only contain a tiny fraction of what you are. It's like sticking your finger in a glass of water to see if it's hot or cold. You put a tiny part of yourself into the vessel, and when you bring it back out, you've gained all the experiences it had. You've been in a human body for the last 48 years, so you haven't stretched out yet and felt the rest of your immense consciousness. If we hung out here for long enough, you'd start remembering everything. But there's no point to doing that between each life. How many times have I been How many times have I been reincarnated then? Oh, lots. Lots and lots. And and into lots of different lives. I said, "This time around, you'll be a Chinese peasant girl in 540 AD." Wait, what? You stammered. You're sending me back in time? Well, I guess technically Time, as you know it, only exists in your universe. Things are different where I come from. Where you come from, you said? Oh, sure, I explained. I come from somewhere, somewhere else, and there are others like me. I know you want to know what it's like there, but honestly, you wouldn't understand. Oh, you said, a little let down. But wait, if I get reincarnated to other places in time, I could have interacted with myself at some point. Sure, happens all the time. And with both lives only aware of their own lifespans, you don't even know it's happening. So what's the point of it all? Seriously? I asked. Seriously? You're asking me the meaning of life? Isn't that a little stereotypical? Well, it's a reasonable question, you persisted. I looked you in the eye. The meaning of life, the reason I made this whole universe, is for you to mature. You mean mankind? You want us to mature? No, just you. I made this whole universe for you. With each new life you grow and mature and become a larger and greater intellect. Just me? What about everyone else? There is no one else, I said. In this universe, there's just you and me. You stared blankly at me. But all the people on earth, all you. All different incarnations of you. Wait, I'm everyone? Now you're getting it, I said with a congratulatory slap on the back. I'm every human being who ever lived, or who will ever live, yes. I'm Abraham Lincoln, and you're John Wilkes Booth, too, I added. I'm Hitler, you said appalled. I said, and you're the millions he killed. I'm Jesus, and you're everyone who followed him. You fell silent. Every time you victimize someone, I said, you're victimizing yourself. Every act of kindness you've done, you've done to yourself. Every happy and sad moment ever experienced by any human was or will be experienced by you. 
you thought for a long time. Why, you ask me, why do all of this? Because someday you will become like me. Because that's what you are. You're one of my kind. You're my child. Whoa, you said incredulous. You mean I am, I'm a god? No, not yet. You're a fetus. You're still growing. Once you've lived every human life throughout all time, you will have grown enough to be born. So the whole universe, you said, it's just an egg, I answered. Now it's time for you to move on to your next life. And I sent you on your way. So the egg theory is based off of that short story that I just read. Um, so it's the theory that everyone is one sentient being all existing at the same time. Time does not matter. So after I die, I could be reincarnated as Jordan and live Jordan's life. And after I die, I could be reincarnated as someone in the 60s and live that life. Once you live every single life on earth you then become god mm -hmm. so but you god exists while you're maturing so um do, do you understand what i'm saying oh yeah do you get it yeah it's kind of hard to wrap your head around when you first think about it mm -hmm. but if you think if you believe in this theory then i mean i am you you are me mm -hmm. we are all the same thing yep. and we have to experience our hardships in our unique ways that we experience them mm -hmm. in order to learn and to become truly sentient. So that's my main theory. I think it's extremely interesting. I find myself, um, like I'll see like Zendaya, for example. I'm like, dang, I hope I come back as Zendaya in my next life. Yep. I'll like say that to myself. <laughs> and I don't even know, I don't want to say I believe it, uh -huh. but it'd be nice to come back as Zendaya, mm. but um, you run the risk of coming back. The risk of coming back as someone who's less fortunate than myself is much higher than coming back as someone who's more fortunate. Yep. But all of those experiences are extremely important because we all learn from them. And then once you do that, you become God. Mm. Isn't that the reason why we have deja vus in a sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't say anything in the short story about that, but... Uh, that would make sense. There's also theories about deja vu because that's just incredibly bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, I just want to know why do we experience things a couple times? And um, it could be because our past lives experience the exact same thing. Yeah. Or um, have you ever heard the frequency theory? No, somewhat. There's a theory that we live on this set, this frequency, and there's a bunch of different frequencies kind of like the multiverse yep. and sometimes those frequencies overlap and that's when we get deja vu mm. another thing that's really crazy is when we have dreams that we predict the future oh yeah like that's always been insane to me i remember one time i had this dream that i was standing in line waiting for a ride mm. at disney world in florida mm. and i woke up and i was like i'm gonna go to disney world one day and i'm gonna go to f i'm gonna be standing in that ride yeah and I mean, in the line in that ride. And uh, a couple years later, I didn't remember that dream until I was standing in line at a ride uh, in Florida at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy crap. And then it all came flooding back to me. I was like, I remember the dream. I remember saying to myself, I'm going to be standing in line uh, at a line waiting for 
a ride and I remember it all and now I remember it clearly but I just completely forgot about that dream until I was uh experiencing it so it's just it's very bizarre and it's unexplained same thing with just dreams in general it's just unexplained it's absolutely bonkers oh yeah what was your craziest case of deja vu Ooh. and i can't i had it but it's not got to my tongue but i just cannot quite remember it. okay that's fine i didn't mean to put you on the spot there but um yeah i always have dreams of the future and then experience deja vu i experience deja vu a lot yeah so it just makes you wonder like if we're say we're both believing in the egg theory right now yep. the theory i just um read to you um deja vu could be your past lives um maybe preparing you yeah. for something that's about to happen oh yeah or just warning you mm-hmm. i guess maybe your your past selves but your past selves are you so you're that's in egg theory you're all the same it's all one sentient being living and experiencing the lives of humanity in order to become God, which makes sense. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Goodness, my voice. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, so it, it makes sense because, like, I would want God to understand every hardship that has ever been experienced by any human ever. Mm. I would want God to understand the mind of Hitler. Not, like, endorse it, obviously, but yeah. understand it. I would want God to understand the mind of everybody. Like, to really know exactly what it's like to be in that person's shoes. Mm-hmm. That's what I would... That's what I imagine God is, you know? Yeah. So, it just... The egg theory really makes sense to me. I don't know. It, I don't know if I... I, would, I don't want to come out and full-heartedly say I believe it. Mm-hmm. But, um... Because that's a lot of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It, I find myself, like I said, just wishing for in my next life I'm come back as that person or as that person, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I guess, obviously, we'll never know. Uh, and the only way you know what's after life is in death. And you can't tell anybody that's living. So, um, another thing about the frequency theory that yeah. I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, it explains ghosts mm-hmm. as frequencies interlocking. Oh yeah. And um or going over each other and people see ghosts. So if like that lamp falls off the table, we're like, Oh my god, it was a ghost. Yeah. Um, it could have been someone in a parallel universe that crossed over to ours. Yeah. But that's just it's oh, so crazy to say. You know? Even just saying it, I'm like that's that's a lot, even for me, and I'm very open-minded person. But parallel universes is just a whole other theory in general. Yeah. What one did you want to talk about? All right. So, so I found this found this theory theory is called the bra- called brain brain's world. So. So basically, this theory is which came which basically came came up from Charles Charles R Charles R Keaton of Rutgers and Arlie O Peters of Duke, based which is based off the their work. Based off of their recent theory called the Type Two Randall Syndrome, brains brains gravi- brains world gravi- gravity model, as the theory holds holds that that the invis- that the visible universe is a membrane, hence brains were Im- embedded within a larger universe, like a sh- like a strand, like f- like filmy seaweed floating on 
on the ocean. The brain's world universe has five dimensions, four, four spatial dimensions plus time compared with four dimensions, three spatials plus time laid out in general theory of relativity. The framework Keaton and Peters developed predicts specific cosmo cosmological effects that that observed should help scientists validate the brain's, brain's work theory. The observations they said should be possible with satellites scheduled to launch in the next few years. If brain's world theory pr proves true, the world up upset the apricot, Peter said. It will, it will confirm the fourth dimension space, which, which will create a phys physical, phys philosophical shift in our understanding of the natural world. The scientists appear, appeared on May May 24th on 2006. In an outline edition of the journal Physics Review, D. Keaton is an astronomy and physics professor at Rutgers, and Peters, Peters is a mathematician and physics professor at Duke. Their research funded by the Natural Science Foundation, the Randall Sun, Sunrum Brains model named name for its originators physics, Lisa Randall of Harvard University and Brand Raman Sundrum of John Hopkins University provides a math mathematical description of how gravity shapes the universe that differs the differs from the explanation offered by the general theory of relativity. Keaton and Peters focus on one particular gravitational consequence of the brain's world theory that dis that distinguishes it from Einstein's theory. The brain's world th theory predicts predicts that relatively small black holes created by created in the early universe has survived in the present. With a mass similar to a tiny asteroid, the black holes would suggest part of a quote-unquote dark matter in the universe. As name suggests, dark matter does not emit or reflect light but exert a gravitational force. The general theory of relativity, on the other hand, predicts that such primordial black holes no longer exist as the world will have evaporated by now. Okay, I need you to explain it to me like I'm stupid. So... It's called the brain theory? Yeah. There's five dimensions. Yep. And the universe essentially is made up to look like a human brain? Yep, in a sense. Okay, because I have seen comparisons to, like, cosmic entities yep. and, like, neuro scans. Yeah. Like, how our neurons fire at each other mm. um, is similar to galactic things. Yeah. So... So... I'm trying to process. Yeah. <laughs> so in this theory, there's five dimensions, yep. and four of them are the same, and one of them is time. Yeah. So time is its own dimension. Yeah. So that's why it's the fifth dimension. So, but we have time here. Yeah. So are we in the fifth dimension? Possibly. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> so the other dimensions don't have time. In this theory. Yeah. This is all hypothetical. If you think that we're serious or that we are actually, like, we're just pondering here, okay? Yeah. Forewarning. We don't actually, we're not, like, saying any of this is true because there's no way to know. No. But it's fun to think about. So, hypothetically, in this situation, we would be the fifth dimension. Yeah. And there's four other dimensions that don't, that aren't uh, confined in time. Yeah. Because time is a fickle thing. Like, it's... So in these other four dimensions, would the people there live forever then? Since they don't have any concept of time? Like, can just try to imagine a world without time. Mm -hmm. It would be 
completely and utterly different from our world. Yep. Because even if you get, like, say you get rid of all the clocks in this world and get rid of the time zones, get rid of all time, mm-hmm. you're still going to be able to tell what time it is by the sun. Yep. By if the sun's up, you know it's daytime. Mm-hmm. If the sun's down, you know it's nighttime. Yep. So time is something that will always exist in this universe and it'll always be the force by which we live like we we are all given a certain amount of time when we're born to live our lives we don't know how long that's going to be we don't know um if we'll die tomorrow if our time's up tomorrow so oh my god that's crazy yeah, when when we estimate how f- how far brain brains were black holes might be from Earth, we 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 were surprised to find that that the nearest one would lie lie well inside Pluto's orbit. Keaton said, Peters added, if brains were black holes, black holes formed even one percent of the dark matter in our in our in our part of the galaxy. A cautious assumption: there would be several thousands of brains worlds black holes in our solar system, but. But do brains where black holes exist therefore stand as evidence for the fifth by the five D brain swirl theory? The scientists show show that it should be be the possible answer to this qu- to answer this question by observing the effects of the brains of the brains where black hole will exert on electromagnetic ra- radiation traveling to the earth from other galaxies. And and any such radiation passing near a black hole will act upon upon by the sub by the objects put tremendous gravitational forces and an effect called gravitational lessening. A, a good place to look at gravitational lessening by brains world black holes is in bursts of gamma rays coming to Earth Keaton said. These gamma rays bursts are thought to be thought to be produced by enormous explosions throughout the universe. Such bursts from outer space were discovered in inadvertently by the United States Air Force in the 1960s, Keaton and Peters calculated that brains were black hole would, would impi- impede the gamma rays like rocks in a pond obstructs passing rubbles. The rock produces an interference pattern in in its wake in, in which some ripple peaks are higher, some some trots are more profound, and some peaks are are trots cancel out each other. The interference pattern bears the signature of the characteristics of both the rock and Rock and water. Similarly, brains were black hole would produce an interference in the pattern burst of gamma rays as the as they would travel to Earth, said Keaton Peters. The scientists predicted the resulting bright and dark fringes in the interference pattern, which they said provides a means of interfering characteristics of brains were black holes and space and time. And we discovered that the signature of the fourth dimension of space appears in the interference peter- patterns, Peters said. This extra spatial dimension creates a con- contra- contraction between the fringes compared to what you get in general relativity. Peters and Keaton said it should be possible to measure the predicted gamma ray fringe patterns using gamma gamma ray large area space telescope, which is scheduled to launch in s- launch in a space aircraft in t- August 2007. The telescope is a joint effort between NASA and United. And U.S. Department of Energy and ins- institutions in France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and Sweden. Scientists said, scientists said that their prediction will ap- apply to all all brains where black holes, whether in our solar system or beyond. If the brain swirl theory is correct, they said there should be many more brains brain swirl black holes throughout the universe carrying the signature of a fourth dimension of space. So, these black holes. Yep. The gamma rays are produced 
aren't gamma rays produced by the sun? Yeah, technically. Because it's radiation. Yeah. Um, the black holes interrupt the radiation. Mm-hmm. So are they saying you can jump dimension to dimension through the back the black holes? Is yeah. that what they're saying? Yes, possibly. Hypothetically. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen Interstellar? Uh, no. That's what it makes me think of. <sighs> so, since yes, so since these black holes are interrupting the gamma rays, if you go through them, you can travel across dimensions mm-hmm. to other dimensions where time is not existent. Because, like, in Interstellar, they go through a black hole. At, at least I think that's the one I'm talking about. Some space movie, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's Interstellar. Yeah. It's, like, an absolute mind-boggling, like, it's hard to follow. Yeah. Um, especially since, you know, I'm a communication major. Uh, at least you're a science, like, health and science <laughs> major. I have not had a science class since my freshman year. But um, I – in Interstellar, they leave – earth and they go into interdimensional travel Mm -hmm. and this guy he leaves his daughter seven he's gone for two days he comes back his daughter's 40 Mm -hmm. because like time works differently so that concept is very interesting to me too i just keep coming back to time like time is just it's such a like in all these theories it's not as demanding of a concept as it is in our day-to-day life yeah you know, we do everything by what time it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time to go to work, time to do this, time to do this. It, time is a factor that runs every single one of our lives indefinitely. Yeah. And there's nothing, I mean, it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it does have to. Whether or not you acknowledge it, time is going to run your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you have only a certain amount of time. You're only granted so much. That's why it's so important to, you know, do what you want to do before you run out of time. Yep. And we do things to to elongate our time, mm. such as uh, working out, eating healthy. But does that actually elongate our time, or are we still allotted the same amount of time? Okay, stick with me here, okay? Yep. So, if we're each given a certain amount of time when we're born to live, and... We do our best. There is person A and person B. Person A does their best to elongate their time, to live a happy, healthy life. They work out. They eat right. They do all the things. Person B um, is a smoker, does a lot of drugs, just terrible, doesn't really care about how much time they have left. Person A lives longer than person B. Is that because person A ate healthier and did more healthy things, or is that because a certain they were allotted more time than person B? So it brings in the question of free will and if free will actually exists. I mean, we think it does. Um, I think on a broad spectrum, are we actually like controlling our own lives or are we just in a big game of the Sims and, (laughs) (laughs) and we have a pre uh, determined destiny Mm -hmm. for each of us, something that we're all meant to do that like we each have a calling Mm -hmm. of something that we're supposed to do or is it completely up to us? Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, th- yeah. I'll say, th- I'll say, I think it's pretty much kind of up to us in a sense, but say possibly that we are allotted a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So even though we may like, do all the pos- all the positive things, like live a healthy, healthier, happier, healthy, blah, yeah, like a healthier life, like 
like eating healthy, working on all that. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you won't die young. Yeah. You could get in a car crash. You could get cancer. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So it's like you're allotted at a certain amount of time when you're born by whoever, whoever, whatever. And if no matter what you do, you're only going to live that amount of time that you were allotted. No matter how hard you try to be healthy, to live longer, whatever time you were given, that's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There's no way to lengthen it. And that's, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of disheartening to think of it like that, you know, because I'm someone who eats healthy and works out and I do it mostly for my mental health, yep. uh, but physical health is very important and it's something I, I take care of my body very well. So thinking that no matter what I do, I'm I'm still going to die one day. I mean, obviously, I'm still going to die one day, but it's a very no. – <laughs> we just got very, like, depressing up in <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Do you have anything else? No, I'm talking about that whole theory. Goodness. There's, like, so many empty spaces in this episode because we're both just, like – like oh wow okay i feel like i need to talk this out a little bit more Mm -hmm. because my mind is just spinning right now because it's all about time it's all about time we're we're running out of time (laughs) yeah every theory pretty much comes back to time yeah well not every theory but, but i don't know every theory i'm sure i could figure out if every theory comes back to time yeah because religion comes back to time. Yeah. When your time's up, you go to heaven or hell, yeah. depending oh. on what you believe. Mm. When your time's up, you get reincarnated. Yeah. But only when your time's up. Yeah. But Jordan, I think we just made our new theory. It's called the Jordan and Abrea theory. And it's about time and how time is the overall ruling factor of our lives. Yeah. Do I believe it? Possibly. Do I want to choose not to believe it so that it's not so depressing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I believe time is, in, uh, in our universe, in our dimension, time is the most, one of the most important things. Yep. It's how we live our lives. We live our lives by what time it is. Mm-hmm. And how much time we have left. And how much time it takes us to do something. How much time, like, being late has the power to induce anxiety. Being late can get you fired from your job being late can you miss deadlines you miss opportunities if you're late yeah if you run out of time Mm -hmm. well if you made it this far (laughs) congratulations you've just graduated the retort academy for theories of the universe go out and expand your knowledge with your friends and you know always keep an open mind because really at the end of the day, nobody can say they know exactly what's going to happen after we die. No. Nobody. You can, I mean, that's just, I guess that's the part where faith comes in, you yeah. know? Yeah. And uh, you you have faith that you will go to heaven. You have faith that you will, hopefully you don't have faith that you'll go to hell. But yeah. <laughs> it's all about faith in uh, the religious sense. But like I said, I'm not a particularly religious person. I do believe in an afterlife. I do believe there's a God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, 
Okay, I'm not going to go any deeper into this because my brain hurts. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we have for you guys today. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Leave some theories. Um, tell us what you think in the comments. Uh, we'd love to pick your guys' brains, in a sense. You can find us on Facebook, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Uh, make sure to leave some good feedback uh, or bad feedback. And enjoy your time because you never know how much you'll have left. Thank you.